You are listening to the Green Lantern Corecast, episode number 35. This episode, PTSD. Welcome, everybody, to the Green Lantern Corecast. I'm your host, Frank Mateo, and joining me today is our full cast of Green Lantern experts. We have Kuhan on the recorder. We have Carlton Clayton, probably missing a uh, quarter of some sort. Eric, with every single vile and nasty thing he needs to say about DC right now. I'm over Andrew, it. Andrew NDB, possibly drunk. Uh, P-Bing, came back from San Diego Comic-Con, surrounded with other people she hates. And Brandon... <laughs> Brandon West, our adoring, lovable. I don't know what what's your what's your job again? Plant. I think he's a plant. A plant. <laughs> adorable, loving plant. Yes. Plant. Plant. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he does. He gets us all the news so that we can read it on the internet. All right. So today we have a great news coming from us straight from San Diego Comic Con. Uh, we also have our reviews of our Green Lantern centric issues today. Uh, pretty much all about Flashpoint and uh, other such things, such as the end of the War of the Green Lanterns, and you know how much we love that storyline. <laughs> but, but we're going to start off with our with our news from the San Diego Comic Con, and to bring that news to us, our loving plant, Brandon. Brandon, <laughs> give us all your leafy goodness. Uh, plant. I guess I guess we should start off with uh, Green Lantern animated series news. Uh, there was a panel held at uh, Comic Con, and they showed a six minute clip of the series. Um, yeah, the the clip featured uh, new Red Lantern designs, uh, new Red Lanterns, uh, some Guardian elements. It showed Hal out of you know the Green Lantern costume for a second. Um, you guys have seen this, the six-minute clip. Uh, how do you feel about that or what you so, saw? Someone give me a positive you know, note on it. Was, the, it was pretty cool. I, I, I liked it. It was uh, great. I thought it was hilarious. Looks fun. How seemed it's, nice and cool. I, I thought the Atrocitus looked a little weird, but other than that, it was pretty cool. Was that was I, that supposed to be Atrocitus by the window? It was supposed to be, it it was. Was supposed to be Atrocitus. Yes, I love that. I love that. I love that. Every time they well, actually, I'm not. I'm, not, I'm fine with that because every every time <laughs> Atrocitus is drawn in the comics, he's completely different from panel to panel. So uh, I like that they just completely throw his design in the garbage. They're like, eh, the fuck. And it's kind of like, what's the point of even using Atrocitus? Because that's the whole thing with Atrocitus. He's got big holes in his face and he's got teeth on his mouth. But that's that's Atrocitus' only bag, you know, and then he vomits blood. It was good to see the vomiting blood. I, I, was, I was under the impression that they weren't going to be doing it, but that Galia Zed looking dude looked like he was throwing up some blood. Seem, seem more like a napalm rather than actual blood or anything. It like more like a mist. You know, they have to streamline it for the kids. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay with it. It, it, seemed, um, it seemed nice. It seemed I'm sure good. it'll be well written. 
the only, the only real problem, the only real problem I have with it, it has to be the fact that every time anything's done in a 3D animated animated world, it just seems too empty. Like there's there's no yeah, fact there's never anything. Yes, that's right. There's no bricks or rocks or anything. There's no dirt. It's just like a, it's like, a vista. Like where is that train going that he saved? Like it's just also going somewhere. <laughs> yeah. It never reminded me of Toy Story. What was that? Toy Story two, where the train was going off the tracks and Mr. Potato Head blew it up. Never mind. Whatever. Well, I think that was the third one. Yeah. Okay. Was it? Yeah, I think it was. It was the third one. Yeah. All right. Well, I know I'm not crazy. Okay, Brandon. What else news do you have for us today? Oh, really quick. Did we know already that his one of the main characters in the show was going to be a uh, a console in a spaceship? Aya. Yeah, Aya or. You know, Aya, Aya, it was Aya. It's, it's like his uh, and it's like his um, his love interest, right? Is that what I'm <laughs> pronounce? <laughs> pronounce Ie? Yes, because Hal Jordan hits on anything with a woman's voice. It definitely was mentioned last year that uh, it was Aya that was uh, going to be a recurring character, but I don't think it was ever said that she was a ship. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm interested. It was funny. Damn. One of the things I have to literally say is a new, uh, the newer Red Lantern guy, which you know, again, seems very calm for a guy that's supposed to be like you know, spitting hate. <laughs> well, Reminds uh, me of Razorbeak from Beast Wars. That's all I have to say. Funny you should say that. Uh, Jim Craig, the producer slash writer of the show, uh, named the character Razor and uh, says he's a reformed Red Lantern, and he is. Quote for the ladies and a bit of a bad boy. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's what you can expect from uh, uh, Atlanta Razor. <sighs> uh, they, Give me they, something they, on a positive note. A positive note: uh, they've got 26 issues in the can. Issues. That's cool. I'm sure it's going to be good. I mean, even if it's not good, it's going to be good. I mean, it looks I like mean, it's well written to compensate. I mean, it's, it's it's sure going to turn out like you know, like young, yeah, young Justice. I'm sure we're going to get all. Okay. Yeah, it'll be badish like halfway through. Here, I just want to say one thing real quick, right? So, the Clone Wars is probably the most like expensive CGI show ever made, right? And even that looks kind of like garbage sometimes, you know. So, this show is obviously not the most expensive show ever made. It looks a little cheap. Um, I'm hoping the writing is going to compensate for it. Some of the stuff looked pretty cool. I don't really mind. Um, and I don't really like Kevin Michael Richardson as Kilowog. Not that I mind that who that was. was. I thought it was uh, Michael Clark. No, okay. But Michael, no, Richard, what? Michael Richards? No, Kevin. <laughs> Michael Richards? Kevin Michael Certainly Richardson. Michael Richards because now Kilowog is coded as black, so there's no way Michael Richards is going anywhere near one of those. But, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I do wait, like Josh T. in as a Hal Jordan. Uh, he still gets work? Yeah. No, no he's it's Kevin Michael Richardson. Had... Isn't that the guy that said the N-word at some stand-up thing? That is, yes, that, that, is, my, that yeah, is Michael Richardson. God, that guy. Anyway, oh. moving on from that, um, I guess we should tackle some uh, comic news from Comic Con. Uh, here's some tidbits. I'm just gonna throw these out there. Uh, the Dexter Valentine's Day special will happen, says Jeff Johns, pending <laughs> pending the existence of crypto. That's my favorite thing. This is what all we comic fans have been waiting for and pining well, on. Uh, well, for those uh, who enjoyed the Larflee's Christmas special, I'm sure they're, they're actually looking forward to that. Count of hands. Count now, of hands. Here's, now, here's here. Here's what's awkward, right? I completely loathe that special, but I'm excited about the Valentine's Day special only because it 
in an idea alone, it's cool, except I know that it's the same people did the Larfley special, which also could have been really cool and was not. So it's going to be the same old phone-it-in bullshit that we've seen the last couple of years. Well, the last time we saw Dexter, I, I enjoyed it when we got his origin. We saw – you know, I think I j- enjoyed it more because Jamie Grant was inking it, and he makes everything cute. I just wanted Dexter and, and Crypto to fight. I mean it's not really a fair fight. Dexter is just a Red Lantern. He well, obviously that's what he's going for because obviously Crypto needs to be in the story for Jeff. To have it work. Anyway, um, more tidbits from Comic Con. Peter Tomasi says emphatically that we will not be seeing the corpse, the uh, Black Ops team created by Dave Gibbons. Well, so, uh, sorry. And then, so then Jeff, Jeff stopped him and he said, well, that never say never. Never say never. Right, right. <laughs> It's pretty much Jeff's fault why we don't have them ever appear again after I mean, the appearance. They probably they probably will appear again just to be cannon fodder in some people love you know, I mean it's really interesting how much people friggin' love the Green Lantern Corpse. I mean I mean yeah, they're cool. I really is. like that story on Reddit too. But people goddamn love those guys and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like it's cool guys. Like you need to calm the fuck down. Like there's so many things <laughs> in Green Lantern history that are never coming back again that I not to be like I mean, come on, there's things I like that they should bring up again. Yeah, I mean, come on. Like, they're um, cool. Not that cool, are they? Yes. They're fine. They're fine. <laughs> so black been, outfits. What is they were, and I that? I think the black had a lot to do. The black and they purple were, does and look good. If there was a Rebels-type series still existing, then they should put them there. But otherwise, I'm fine. They're <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Can I just say my most favorite? My most favorite. Hmm, interesting that I'm an idiot. Um, tidbit about uh, Rakan, that somebody actually questioned Jeff Johns and pressured him into explaining why he made that Earth was the source of all life in the universe when DC has like a billion planets that are millions and billions and trillions of years older than Earth. And after being pressed repeatedly, he said, "Okay, I made a mistake." So that, that's that's what we get. We get from the guy who's the keeper of continuity from DC. He forgot that Oa is like a trillion years older than Earth. Not to be like a total fucking dork about it, but yeah. okay, technically like, speaking, it'd only be twice as old as uh, three times as old as the Earth. Yeah, I mean, no. he literally retconned billions of years away. That's, and uh, he was he, kind of he made deal. a mistake. And like when it said one billion for a Krona, it's like it was three it's three billion, man. Like you're. Uh, he, I mean, obviously, he proved. I think in that the issue with the origin, the entities well, that he believes the Bible is. Uh, canon for how the earth was created so uh well it's some stories consider there is uh, the presence you know code word for god there was no such thing as hope until like uh 2000 more than years ago <laughs> yeah, thank god actually, actually the, the hope one was uh was that uh, noah's ark which is a fat few thousand years before that it's a good thing we all survived this giant rainfall compassion was 2000 years ago you don't even know how grateful I am for Jesus Christ for making sure that the earth turned or whatever he was fucking supposed to do. Yay. Yeah. Moving yeah. on, uh, <laughs> Peter Tomasi said, uh, we'll soon see John and a uh, guy struggle with their lives outside the core. So expect some, uh, Green Lantern Corps action on earth. Wait, John Stewart, the uh, Green Lantern comic? <laughs> oh know, my right? god. Is he talking about being black or blowing up a planet? He's actually going to be back in the uh, architect business, and uh, oh, yeah, he, he seemed to he seemed to stress a lot of the architecture is going to be a big part of things. Well, he, uh, also, what he, I think one thing we left out was that uh, uh, with John Stewart's getting back into the architecture business, he's a lot of the story will be about him getting frustrated with all the new building codes and 
a red tape he has to go through to build this and that, and he gets fed up. And that, apparently, that's really? part of the story. Yeah, yeah it, this is the thrilling very- adventures of business contracting. <laughs> 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 no, yes, DC knows how to make us want to read about John Stewart. <laughs> oh, oh. Code nine, subsection seven of the ah. building code clearly states that you have to build it on this particular spot. Okay, and, you know, if you want to build, if you want to build a garage, you have to call the city and they come yeah. to. I'm sure we're only going to get one issue about this, and then we're never going to hear anything again about his architecture. So. Or we'll get 27 issues. <laughs> this is No, you know, I don't mind. It's fine. I, I think... Tune in next week when that he goes like... for the permit to add some new drywall. <laughs> <laughs> that, sounds like, that sounds like two pages or an issue at best, I think. I'm pretty sure they're, the role on Earth the role on Earth is twofold. One, to kind of, because Hal got fired and he didn't have a sector partner when he got fired, so who's patrolling 2A14? So probably uh, John and Guy have to kind of Keep it close to home for a while until the, those get filled again. Yeah, and then also well, explain uh, his his role in JLI, which won't be long apparently. Uh, finishing up with uh, last three tidbits, the plan is for all DC titles to stand alone for a year. And Peter Tomasi specifically says that the Green Lantern titles are hoping. Fuck! Give me cheer! Give me cheer! <laughs> that is hilarious. Not in the immediate future, but somewhere down the line, we'll get back to Sodom Yacht. That's a quote from <laughs> Peter Tomasi. What? Just gone wow. now? Wow. Someday. And he, and he did wow. admit that pretty much his whole direction for Emerald Warriors was kind of like torpedoed by, you know. By the war and the reboot. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And he's went into his, like, you got to be very adaptable to work at DC Comics, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Jeff did say Secret Origin 2 with uh, Sinestro is still being worked on, but it will be a bit more difficult with Ivan Reyes now working on Aquaman. Now, now did, I, did I hear him correctly? Did he? It, I could have sworn I heard that he said that it would be in Green Lantern. It wouldn't be a miniseries. No, he is definitely in the series, and it's yeah. a Green Lantern story. Right. So. Um, and one more final tidbit. We'll discuss here. So, Guy Gardner uh, will probably not be in Justice League International for an extended period of time. Tomasi mentioned that uh, the Guy Gardner is a, a Green Lantern and he'll be in Green Lantern Corps. And uh, he's basically making sure that that's not stays. So, uh, for those who wanted to see Guy Gardner in Justice League International, uh, Enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah, it won't be very long before he's gone. So well, I'm hoping that's saying. the first title I can dro- drop. So <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Uh, Guy can't be in Green uh, Justice League International, but Hal Jordan can be in the Justice League. But uh, you know, if 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 JLI goes on indefinitely and Guy Gardner is part of the team, and meanwhile he's also in GLC going across the universe, yeah, he doesn't kind of conflict. Yeah, he, he doesn't want to like, oh well, that that whole ten issue whatever. In JLI actually takes place between these two issues of GLS. Yeah. He didn't get into all that, and he's made right. it pretty clear. Uh, he's going to push some push some buttons. Well, yeah. um, huh. For those uh, tidbits and more, doesn't really make sense. Wait, 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 Brandon. Were you not going to mention anything about Kyle Rayner at all? Because you didn't mention a single thing involving his well, book. There, or anything. there was no okay. You know, no new news. Yeah. There was there no any? new news. <laughs> new news. Uh, Just, Jeff. Reiterated that the New Guardians cover that uh, we've seen online is not indicative who will be in the book, so don't get excited for Gollum. I, I assume. Or, Gollum. Uh, is that is not his name? 
Glomulus. 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 There you go. So they did. They did imply the orange lantern was going to show up in the the Green Lantern cartoon, from what I understand. Well, they, they pretty much said that Larfleas will be in the book. I mean, I'm pretty sure it won't be in the full time. He's the only Orange Lantern. Listen, why did you guys even go there if you can't give us a fucking straight answer? Can I just ask? <laughs> um, for those tidbits and a lot more, go to thegreenlanterncore.com where we have a full recap on everything GL and uh, things we don't mention here like Animal Man and Green Lanterns and whales and pictures. And, in, and entities. Pictures you make by it Walt sound so interesting. Oh, yeah, that's right. Walt Simon's <laughs> took a picture. So why don't you guys? Re- I like to. I'd be interested to hear you guys all briefly talk a little bit about what the con was like this year. Uh, I think it was fun after hours. Yeah, I, w- mm. I would say this is one year that definitely the after hours aspect of the con far outweighed the the actual in convention uh, mm. part of it, which wasn't bad. I mean, by any means. No. I mean, there just wasn't a whole lot in the way of news or. I mean, at no point was it not fun, but it was just like eh, a little little by the numbers. But you know, yeah. That's cool. We enjoyed ourselves. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I'm, I'm, I enjoyed that this crack team enjoyed all the booze, <laughs> all the booze, the comforts well, of hotel rooms. Yeah. Not not because, all the booze. I mean, a, a significant portion of the booze, but we didn't drink all of it. No, we definitely In fact, had I left bottles a left. Bottle of vodka. Yeah, uh, that shit's gone already. Well, how's the how's the Smirnoff? Uh, what is it? Smirnoff cherry? Raspberry. Raspberry. Smirnoff, yeah. I haven't even cracked it open yet. What? Tonight's the Oh, can all right. So you, now, can you guys finally tell me the good stuff about the Avengers display and stuff like <laughs> that? interesting comic shit that well, I'd rather talk about Brandon snoring. My, oh yeah, that was news last year. <laughs> no, no, news last year was Brandon throwing up in a toilet. Right? Yeah. There's no need. There's no need to talk about that this year. <laughs> we don't need to talk about this year. <laughs> all right, good. I'm <laughs> excited. Save that exciting for world. Action. <laughs> Exciting world of comic conventions, people. I guess we'll move on to our comic review of the Green Lantern issues that came out these following weeks. Uh, we're going to start. We're going to start off with the War of the Green Lantern aftermath, where pretty much takes up place right after Green Lantern number one, the Green, the last Green Lantern issue, pretty much having up before the new re- reestablished Green Lantern number one, with Sinestro being a new Green Lantern, and everyone's pretty much take onto what the hell happened. Now. Alone, this issue's artwork, I have to say, I'm not a fan of. Who was it by? <laughs> it was done by, uh, what was I trying to remember his name. Oh, Miguel uh, Sepulveda? Yes. Oh, yeah, he's doing a Stormwatch come September. You know, I mean, I think everybody's going to be like, why well, don't you like this guy and you don't like other guys? I liked uh, this art. I kind of like this guy's art. He did a couple of Cosmic Comics for Marvel last year. He, he actually did the uh, first, well, not the first, the Justice League uh Arc, not, uh, not art, part in uh, Reign of Doomsday with James Robinson. I enjoyed oh, it. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed his art then. I, I do want to <laughs> say one. I do want to say one thing about this comic. I was very disappointed because Brandon dragged us out about ten miles from the convention center trying to look at the comic <laughs> store. We never did find it. So I was pretty much expecting like the best comic ever written. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't this the worst when you go to comic conventions and they don't have comics that come out yes. that week? Like what the yeah. hell is wrong? 
you would think it would behoove these comic stores to like have some kind of a stand or some kind of like it's, here's here's the comics this week that you guys are missing just, because you're at Comic Con or yeah, something. Just, well, yeah, I don't expect it from like a place like Mile High that's coming in from out of state. But seriously, there isn't a single comic book store in San Diego that couldn't just be like, "Oh, we're selling his new releases." Why doesn't DC provide one? I mean, there's no reason not to. Yeah. That means anyway. that this issue wasn't bad at all. I thought it was, uh, especially on the art side, I thought it was a good art. I, I said it when uh, I first saw Miguel's art. I said, with a good script, this guy could be really, really good. But, uh, no, I yeah, I, I, I don't I remember in hating this art. Uh, I like this, I like the art in the beginning a lot. And I, the never, I never said I hated the artwork. I said I w- I'm not a big fan of this artwork. Yeah. Um, I happen to think that the Ty Kirkham art was just as awful as it always was. I thought that was drastic. Why would they? Why? I, why? Why would they put both of these guys on their, their styles? Are like my, my, my favorite part is like my favorite part is like it's not even like the like hey this is one part of the story and this is the next part of the story. It's like hey this is a page with John Stewart and Kyle Rayner and then here's another page. This one's drawn by Tyler Kirkham though. Like wait, yeah, I think it was a, I think it was a fill in type thing. Like obviously, right? I mean, like yeah, we got this shot. I got to to. Tyler's art. It was just like I forgot you were even listed as on this book. It's like, what's the point? You could have put Daniel HDR back on this title. I don't. Yeah. Well, one of the things I liked about this issue is that the story in the actual issue addresses a lot of kind of long-standing and sitting around plot lines, and in a, like a legitimate, credible way. And you know, talks about Ganted and Saeed, and he even is like, "Where's Saeed?" And instead of just like not telling us for two years, somebody actually makes it a story point to be like, "Where has she been for two years?" You know, and and I, I mean, the people reacting to John, and you know, I mean, uh, you know, and I think it was nice to see people actually trying to quit over Sinestro. It doesn't really make any sense that they can't quit. Like, Alex, like, no, you're not allowed to quit. It's like, um, I think I'm just allowed I, to quit. I'm still allowed. Yeah. And it, <laughs> yeah. And, We're not and, accepting and, your resignation, officer. Yeah, and then the argument that it's like, um, they're like, well, we want to let Sinestro keep his ring for a minute just to see what's up. It's like, you take the ring away from him and just give it back to him. I mean, there's no real logic to them letting him. I mean, I understand what they're trying to pull, and this actually makes a point to try to justify a lot of story points that don't make any sense, but it doesn't really work, you know. Well, there is the story point that the Sinestro can't remove it himself, so there's obviously some ulterior. Yeah, why, does, is it true? Because I don't know why he can't. Because other people have, and I don't. Is, was that, <laughs> yeah, well, no, was that I mean, it's not a it's not a, a, a typical thing. This is supposed to be out of the norm, as in he can't get this ring off, and that'll be a story point come September. I'm more amused at the idea that he might just be faking that he can't just hear people. <laughs> oh, I totally don't story. want this. I don't want this. I don't. I don't want to Jeff mentioned at the convention that uh, Sinestro doesn't want to be redeemed, so I guess that's something we should be, you know, happy well, about. He, he doesn't want to be, but doesn't mean he's not going to be, you know, because he definitely, like, was crying into his cereal in the last issue when <laughs> Hal was talking about justice or freedom or whatever generic bullshit he was talking Democracy. about. Democracy. Democracy. <laughs> I think it's really funny that the second or the third page of this series completely intrinsically wraps up the entire character of Hal Jordan. I don't have a character. <laughs> he punches <laughs> the ground and stuff. I'm nobody. Really, I'm nobody now. It's like, I don't understand. I didn't realize you were that obsessed. I mean, in the Jeff Johns run, which, I mean, in this continuity was probably only about three or four days ago. You refused to wear the ring when you were flying and stuff, and now all of a sudden you wear it too much. I mean, your timeline doesn't work there, Jeffy. I mean, you know, 
And I, it was cool that at the con he mentioned that they're going to address points like he doesn't have a job now because he didn't show up for work for like two years and all that <laughs> stuff. It's like that's cool except that, again, that was stuff I was screaming about on the podcast for more than a year you know, and was never getting addressed. You know, And, and I, it's kind of a, an empty consolation that like, now that we've run out of story ideas, we're actually going to address the logical story points. And what's with John Stewart's hair being a flat top when Miguel Sepulveda is drawing it? Didn't anyone else notice that? Forgot yeah. to give him, I think somebody forgot to give him like like designs, character designs. Yeah, and he's referenced. Yeah, he did that on uh, Justice League as well. So yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it's a, a Brazilian thing. He might not have the best computers or whatever. I think, and, yeah, well, like, and his, <laughs> he has a monitor from the eighties. Well, like, and his nature. Well, I think his, John just cut his hair when no one was looking. Well, his, his nature, his his Zornik has like long hair, and his yeah, Sinestro yeah. looks. And uh, huge breasts, weird. by the way. Yeah. Well, that's not that's not abnormal. <laughs> that's just comics. Yeah. That's just com- I like his Ganth a lot, but so does Saeed with just comics. Does she have giant breasts? I didn't even notice. Yep. She does. Yes. Oh my god! No, I don't even that's want to. Disgusting. That's not. Even- <laughs> oh god, on. they're short hold on, people. I'm not there yet. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Right. They are not there yet. As everyone, as oh. everyone, it's, yeah, as everybody's now figuring out, Saeed, if you're looking back at your issues right now, all you comic book listeners has giant breasts in this comic book. I'm having oh, trouble getting past this fucking stunning. Unless that's just another part of her bib. No, it looks like a lumpy bib. A lumpy, <laughs> lumpy bib. bib. A lumpy bib. Yeah. That sounds like a personal oh. problem. The coloring was that's... insanely, insanely good. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> stuff, and then once it got to Tyler Yeah, they're man boobs. They're not man boobs. Say it's a girl. They're just boobs. Boobs. Hanging yeah. a little bit to the side. Transgendered Transgender boobs. Actually, Zornik's hair here is more accurate to her actual Tyler hair. Tyler Kirkman hair? Tyler Kirkman's yeah. been drawing that like Super Saiyan haircut on her for a couple of months now. <laughs> and like her hair here is actually, this is what her hair used to like just a little longer. So that actually kind of works. But that's just me. I'm just biased against Tyler Kirkman because he can't fucking draw a picture. Well, I think this episode is going to be very Zornik heavy once we move on to the next issue. Once, oh, once wow. The one where she's got really long hair and her boobs are all out. That's gross. That's the page with Hannah in it, right? Oh, he looked awful. He did look a little weird, but I at least liked that the boob physics was working appropriately no. in that particular no. shot. I don't, I'm just saying if you if you have a Green Lantern costume that's totally fi- created from your mind and it's holding your boobs, I would not let my boobs sag. They would be perfectly You would perky. think there's a zipper there, right? But there's no, you not. would. <laughs> well, she could just, exactly could, when she, just close when she first, it if she wanted to. It's... No, his perspectives first... are all kind of wrong too. His his guardians always they don't look like midges with big heads. They just like smaller drawn dudes. Though his picture <laughs> on his dead body is fucking intense. I should get that tattooed in my asshole. Well, I love that. Chron- shit. Chronos looked. I think Chronos the uh, rotting body has looked great from from Doug to Miguel. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, but what can we say about the issue itself? That's well, it's I, I do like. Work. I do like. Uh, uh, they're not. Um, you know, like they, they've been addressing this uh, in other in other issues too. But like you know, I like the fact that. They are addressing the fact that there's all these new recruits who don't belong in the core. They yeah. addressed this in, in, in core uh, last last issue. Yeah, uh, and uh, I do like that it's. Yeah, like it's I do being, like it's that it's like everyone's addressed. quitting and actually mentioning it, as opposed to just like ah, people quit, whatever. I like that the ring can uh, can uh, diagnose post traumatic stress. Oh yeah, what is that? How does that even <laughs> yeah, work? That was that was weird. Uh, hey man, how, 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 much, is, how much is that program cost? Greatest weapon in the universe. Apparently, there's a net for that. So, 
Post-traumatic stress isn't just you see, I have it too. Yeah, I don't need to explain it to you guys. But post-traumatic stress is not just one thing. It's not like there's a button on your brain or a red mark on your brain that means you've been through combat. I mean, it's just it's a volatile reaction you have after being being through a combat situation. So it's not like. Everyone has post traumatic stress. It's kind of crazy. It's like kind of saying everyone has left arms. I mean, it's like there's no the ring can kind of just guess. I mean, but whatever. It's like it's look, the, I have it too. By the way, it's check the, it out. It's, yeah. the, it's, it's the weirdest thing about the post traumatic stress um, storyline or like story story plot point in this issue that doesn't make any sense. It's like you guys have gone through at least three wars already. And you tell me this is the one that makes you all have post-traumatic stress. Well, well, you, 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 could, you, could, you could argue that it's developed over time and they're just now noticing. Thanks. No, because yes, no, exactly. they were all brainwashed because like, no, they're brainwashed and they started murdering people. That's what it was. This is has this ever happened before? Has someone taken over all of the core? Because I mean that's what they're trying to ten amount there, and and I I don't like to bandy this term around a lot, but I mean they were mind raped. And so has this ever happened before is, you know, is my question for you guys. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, been yeah. a lot of possession. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, okay. That's like half the fun of the Jeff Johns run, right? Nobody's doing what they're doing. They're all being possessed by Parallax or something. Yeah. Okay, that's true. Okay. Does, no, that mean, uh, does that mean Hal Jordan has post-traumatic stress disorder? I'm how sure he does. Yeah, what's with, and what's with Kyle being like the only person that's like, let's give Sinistro a fair shot? He murdered your mother. I don't know why he keeps doing it every month, man. But he murdered your fucking mother. He's, he's just a better person than everyone else. I couldn't even get to that point because the only thing I could think of when it came to Kyle is that he's a creeper. And he even admits it. I've been lurking down there for the last 10 minutes. Just (laughs) randomly. He's just been stalking John. I don't know. That just struck me as really weird. I've been watching John Stewart of Earth. Exactly. I appreciate that they make him a really balanced guy. That he goes into the situation and, and, and is like, I can see your perspective and I can see my perspective. That's cool and all. I'm just, I'm really tired of him being kind of like a wet napkin. Um, you I know, think like, the, the problem. Actually, I was really but, tired about the uh, of John Stewart's keeping <laughs> continuously saying to Kyle, "You're a dreamer. I'm the guy who makes everything happen. <laughs> You're a dreamer." So you were, John Stewart. You were the literally the least effective Green Lantern. Even when you were when you were leading the title, you didn't do bullshit. I mean, you know, you're an asshole. Can we can we mention that what while John calls Kyle a dreamer, this is the guy that spent half a blackest night on an empty planet. <laughs> or going towards it. Yeah. Or, 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 try, or trying to I'm make it with his ring. I'm still flying to this empty planet. Yeah. Is, is, that all is that all people really have to say to Kyle? Like, is that his, you're a dreamer, man. It's like, you know, <laughs> There's also there's also a guy saying Kyle, you have emotions. What the heck? <laughs> You're such a stupid character, Kyle. You have a char- you have a character. Right? I don't know, Kyle. You seem kind of gay to me, like as a bad. I'm like, what is your problem? You're their best friends, but um, no, I, it's it's one of those things where it's like Kyle. Honestly, when Kyle first showed up, he was kind of a chauvinist and an idiot. Like, I mean, he didn't really like have. He wasn't really liberal or really that emotional. I mean, when Jeff, when Jed Winnick was writing him, he reached the end of his character arc, and he hasn't gone anywhere since then. Because how do you get a guy who's like, now I'm the most ultimate perfect dude who's ever lived, and it's like basically all he should be doing is sitting on a beach and drinking margaritas and stuff. But they keep throwing. <laughs> in these storylines and killing his mom and shit and he's completely brushing it off if anything he's he is the most well-adjusted person that's ever existed in comics because basically all he does is go into these conflicts where people are constantly yelling at each other he's like hey guys let's chill out and listen like no you're stupid and you've got dreams and emotions idiot and he's like okay i see your point but let's talk about it this way like no you're still dumb like okay I, I want to see. Uh, I want to see that that issue where it's nothing but him, like listening to Margaritaville, like with the Corona. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't even mind that they would have given Hal the ring back as long as they would have, you know, let Kyle like fly off into the sunset or something, you know. Uh, 
I want to see all I really want to see is Kyle beat somebody up. I mean, not to be like a total boy about it, but I mean, just beat the shit out of somebody, please. At this point, fucking stop getting slapped, stop getting smashed, stop teasing. He didn't get slapped up in this issue. He just presented his arguments and emotionally he slapped. That's yeah, he did get slapped emotionally by Soren Ignatius. (laughs) But like, I like it's like you finally just put out this between me and Sinestro. It's like, dude, I'm sorry. He killed my. Mother, like the only person I even liked in the world, and he killed her. Like I don't know what else I can tell you. I just just noticed that he gets told to butt out, and then he goes and follows John and like stalks him (laughs) for ten minutes. He's like, okay, all right. Okay, he doesn't want me. I'm gonna go find my friend. Like, what was the what was the splash page about Gantt losing his hand? And he's like, Gantt, you just bring it back. I know, know, but that was (laughs) that definitely annoyed me. Like. I'm very sad about losing my hand. Anyway, let's move on to actual to other uh, other topics here. Oh yeah, yeah. Go on to Green Lantern Corps. Let's go on. Number sixty-two. Number sixty-two. Green Lantern. Just Corps. correct. The uh, let me find it. Speaking of boobs. Yeah, speaking of boobs, and speaking the, about the other emotional ties to Kyle Rainer's life and Sorani Nazis uh, wealthy. I have to admit, I did not understand this issue in the absolute slightest. I mean, it's not that I, it's not that I didn't know what was going on, but I was just reading it, going, "Why?" It was Why? so stupid. Well, I was, I was, I was definitely confused first too because I read this. I read this before Aftermath because, like, I saw it said read after Aftermath two, and I'm like, "Well, I have Aftermath one, so I'm going to be just as popular." <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to buy. I might as well just read this anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so pretty much, pretty much the entire the entire conflict of this story has to has to do with uh, the uh, Sapphire the, the Star Sapphire Miri uh, entire love triangle between uh, you know Thornick and Kyle Rayner and apparently Tony and apparently apparently Tony Bedard is not understanding of continuity or anything that actually happened before he started writing the book. It's like it's like how insane is this organization that Mary is like this? She did not seem like this. She's like, I'm gonna love this planet. I think you guys date. I'm like they just went through the biggest war ever. Why would this get them together? Like it's so stupid in every possible way. Hey, you, didn't notice that, you didn't notice that the star sapphires have been a bit psychotic at times. No, but, that's, but the, the, the point is, then why are they allowed to just run? Around? What are they going to do with Miri after this? Does anybody believe yeah. that we're actually going to see Miri in jail, or do you think the next time we see Miri, she's going to be to be splashed with the other star sapphires? <laughs> Apparently, she's the, not arrested only because she just did property damage and not really killed like, anybody. Do you guys think Peter Tomasi reads Green Lantern Corps anymore and like says like like this is not this doesn't make any sense? Oh, I don't think he cares. I think he created Miri yeah. as one because he was well, like, no, we don't have like, any other. Even, even, but you're right. even even the even the Sinestro stuff. Like he, he like he's read an, he read an issue back. Like he d- didn't even think of calling Tony, or maybe he did call Tony and he was sleeping. But um, <laughs> you know, like he looks at it like like <laughs> some other time. Another time. <laughs> some other time. <laughs> he's like, but no, Sora wouldn't do this. No, fuck, some other time. I'm glad they. I, mean, I, I like that they didn't just. I mean, I kind of thought it was going to be like my problem with the Sornik and Kyle relationship is that they don't seem to have anything in common. Like she's like, I'm going to go do surgery and you know pay off my medical loans that I've been going to school for like 200 billion years for, and I live on a planet you know where the entire, the only culture is fascism or not. And he's like, I work at a coffee shop. Like what I, I, I draw, and like you know, and I mean, they, you know, he even implied like that's what they're going to break up over and stuff. But at least they brought it back to what. Actually happened in that story where he did not see Sornik and he Kyle lied. To be, to be fair, yeah, and he lied about it. Like, what if he a douche? To, to it be is kind of dickish. To be it's fair, funny. It and it's funny. Sorry, you guys. Yeah. I uh, didn't even see it. her. Oh, fuck! He's right there. I was gonna say to be that fair, he doesn't, he doesn't work at the coffee shop selling coffee. He just has. He just you know <laughs> does his art at the coffee shop. 
He just designs them. <laughs> yeah, he actually just works there. Doesn't work at the company. He's the Philip Tan of Green Lanterns. And just talking about Kyle being like taking the blame for everything. At the end of the issue, Miri's like, "I'm sorry, I destroyed this planet just so you guys could date." He's like, "I know, it's my fault." <laughs> like, what? Well, no, because he's the sensitive, nice guy. No, so fine. even though he's a douchebag. <sighs> No, no well, hold on. let's let's no. focus our attention on Sorenik being a bitch. What is with everybody who's a bitch with you? No, she's not. There's absolutely no reason to be upset with him. Wait, wait, wait. We haven't read Aftermath 2. Brandon, that's true. I, that's true. That's true. Honestly, I want to hear your opinion on this, Brandon. Give me, give me your opinion here. I hear you say bitch so many times, though. <laughs> there are two things wrong with this comment. One is obviously the end. The art and the writing. Sorry, what? <laughs> okay, you know what? Oh, hold on. It's better than Tyler Kirkham, so take that. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Brandon has I a point. Know Obviously, the ending, we know there will be nothing coming of Miri's uh, little entrapment at the end. That's obviously the worst part of the issue is the fact that this doesn't get us anywhere. What's worse to me is the fact that Soren Ignatu is so angry at Kyle that she's yelling at him and berating him every chance she gets and there's no justification for it. He has done absolutely nothing. In fact she should be kissing, not seriously, but he has done nothing wrong. Absolutely nothing wrong. He hasn't done anything but try to save her life time after time after time again. Oh yeah, she's grateful for him getting the genocidal dad over. Well, that's basically that, that. I think that that's what their conflict comes from. Um, that but she you doesn't know, have a reason to yeah. hate him until this issue. Like, well, no, no. I mean, the conflict was. I mean, I don't know exactly if I. I, I agree that there's no really reason for her to be this mad. But I mean, they kind of been selling the whole point that she's she's always been a little hostile and a little like self-hating and stuff throughout entire her entire character is her history. But like. Her argument is that when she was kidnapped by the weaponer, Kyle went and tried to get Sinestro to help and ended up getting Sinestro to come show up and help, and that was kind of Kyle's fault. So I think she's kind of mad that he brought her dad into it, and she's just so upset about the dad, and she doesn't like to be reminded of it, and she didn't like that Kyle kind of went around her. And I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it is a little silly for her to be this mad at him, but oh, it's only like 40 years. She has ago. post-traumatic stress disorder. <laughs> uh, she can't be mad at him when she never even told him. Yeah, that's that's another thing well, that was. She did. I mean, she did at some point. They just never, just never, showed you know, actually yeah. shown. Because yeah, he thing. wouldn't have known otherwise. Here's the actual thing about this entire story, and especially with Sorin and to being, you know, completely, completely apeshit, you know, mad at Kyle. There was no progression. I mean, after the entire weapon story arc, after Kyle she's got been you know, mad at him since then. Yeah, she's yeah. just been mad at him since then. There was never any actual shown force of as to how this happened. There was no slow progression or actual character building of their relationship falling through, into the rocks or you know into into a deep abyss as, as it has been coming. But no, it has only been one setting. So I'm how mad. am I not? How am I not in the wrong by saying she's just you're, randomly being? You're a not kid? in the wrong. I just don't think she should. Except for the, you know, except for, yes, except for. she's being nasty for no reason. And again, don't be like that. But uh, you know, and like, yeah, she's being nasty for almost no reason. But then yeah. at the end of the issue, she calms down. Like he says, "Don't you think that we should calm down?" She's like, "Yeah." You're right. I shouldn't really be a shitty dude. And then he's or after she says, "Stay the hell out of my sector." 
That, that was that, that was before that because was because Calvin yeah. does the dumb thing of pointing out. Well, I didn't really love you. But I was yeah, it was after spot. she kicked him when he grabbed her. Like he she, he grabbed her and so she kicked him and it's like that's shitty. But it's like oh fuck it, don't grab her. You know what I mean? Like I mean it's comic books anyway, but don't fucking put your arms on your girlfriend when you're trying to get her to stop doing something. But whatever. But I mean like yeah, and then she's like hey, maybe we should start you know getting back together. I don't know. And then he's like I totally lied to you about that really important thing in our relationship. She's like all right, we're fucking broken up then. You know? I lied about the foundation of our relationship. Sorry. Yeah, I just don't I, like I that she's that. so affected by their like. She's so upset what? about this emotional. The lie breakup. is a big deal. That is kind of a big deal. No, I mean but, I don't. I don't like that she's so emotionally upset about the relationship being messed up. She's like, never speak to me again. It's like this doesn't felt like one of the like a, like a you know one of those like serious relationship episodes of like every sitcom ever. <laughs> this is a, a, uh, yeah. You're gonna separate. get that Scrubs music today. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking, right? Like it's like, oh yeah, we're together, but now, oh, we're but we're back together, but now we're broken up. But we're back together, and now we're broken up because you did something stupid. And then we gotta find out what happens next time. Are they gonna get together? Are they gonna break up? What's gonna happen? I, I don't no, mind. They're definitely gone. It's over because uh, Sorenik is gonna. Ooh. She doesn't have a book anymore. <laughs> well, she's in, yeah, she's an Emerald Warrior. She, she's gone. She won't be an Emerald Warriors. There is no. You mean Green Lantern Corps? Green Lantern Corps. No, right? Yes, yeah. she's on the cover. Gonna take her spot. She's she's on the cover. I don't know. Is she? Uh, yep. Is she? But there's like a bunch of characters on the cover because that's gonna be like the multi-character comic. I guess. But whatever. I mean, she. It, everybody likes Sornik. It's just that they broke her on purpose. And it's interesting because now the guy who broke them up and is the only person who was working actively to break them up, Tony Bedard, is now writing the Kyle comic. So I don't know if it's like a mandate. It's like we need a Kyle separate and we need him to have some kind of sexual tension with well, whoever this how, how long do we usually have Kyle single in the first place? So this mm-hmm. might be a breath of fresh air. You know, I guess, you know, uh, you know Ceramic is lucky she ended her relationship with Kyle not in a refrigerator. Let's okay. Go okay. Okay. She's lucky to any any landing you can walk away from is a good one. <laughs> any tall landing you can walk away from. <laughs> can I, wait, wait. Before we before we change topics, can I just say, having never seen Miri before, I was really excited that she was mostly clothed. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah she's she's a, one of the only. She, she's the modest star sapphire. Oh, right. She's got just her legs exposed. I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I think Kyle. Kyle watches the uh, the Hal and Kyle show on YouTube. Was like, oh man, I wish my life was like that. I wish this guy was writing me. <laughs> yeah, I just like yeah, yeah. Didn't he have a I mean, threesome? Okay, now. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, 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 no. His face cut and his mask comes off. Is that like supposed to be some kind of right, emotional? No, yeah, I don't, I don't get, get why that. he that just was, didn't put the mask yeah, back that was on. Weird. Yeah. There, it it no, didn't matter. <laughs> okay, it's mainly because he wanted to show emotion on Cal's face. Not even just that. I think it has a lot to do with the fact that when you see uh, Sorenik's version of him, he's not wearing the mask. So I think it's maybe the idea that you know by no having him shoot. end it without a mask, there was some sort of a book well, ending. Again, I didn't get it, so I'm just kind of grasping. Well, well, first, first of all, there was there was the fact that uh, Daniel HDR should not draw Kyle Rayner without a mask. It did not look good. Uh, at I don't all. think anything he drew looked particularly good. But, it was horrible. It, 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 it was inconsistent. Uh, and uh, and then there was, a, yeah, was there was a random yeah. panel where he looked like he was 300 pounds. Why are three lanterns having so much trouble with one star sapphire? I mean, she's just a star sapphire. Like, you know, well, it's not like they had an all-out battle. She, I mean, this what, what, was, wasn't the yeah. was the old established point of the core is that the farther off the spectrum you're stronger you are, but the more out of control you are. Yeah. Before they ignored well, yeah. that completely, they exactly. just wanted they just wanted Tomar too to do something. And I, I think that's the that's only justification for what Miri did is that it's the ring. She's just nuts. 
I thought initially when they cut off Kyle's mask, they were going to give him like a cool scar in the middle of his eyes. And I was like, is this the birth of – I refuse to believe this is the birth of like a cool scar. Like what a horrible – like how did he get that scar? I'm like, I don't want to tell you about this issue. It's just that bad. But uh, look, I think he just kind of brushes it off at the end. So Nice to meet you again, Tomar too. Yeah. Yeah. The known, the known real like Tomar too's awesome. Like met before, yeah. Every Jesus. time I meet you, Tomar too, my life is ruined. Thanks, Jimmy. <laughs> that is kind of funny that they remet. Yeah. Hey, aren't we neighbors? Yeah, aren't we neighbors? That is a great line. I think he just doesn't remember him. That's all. Yeah, Probably. that's yeah. fair. You know, they're he not says we don't hang out. Much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They so don't many, hang out. So much. many Green Lanterns. So many Aren't Green Lanterns. I thought that was a funny line. And there's been that, such a turnover. There's, there's so many Zadarians. I mean, Tomar Ray, who died before Kyle was even a Green Lantern, of course. Yeah. Romot yeah. Ru. How could he not confuse them? They're all bird people. He's like, are you the evil one? Because I really need to, you just to tell me. I, don't want to, not, I know it's racist. I don't want to talk about how racist it is. Just tell me if you're the evil one. I don't, I don't want to profile you. I don't, want to, like, I don't even care. Like, you can report me. I don't need to give laughs. Despite the Green Lantern outfit, I'm going to ask you for the evil one from Sinister Core. And then other Green Lanterns are like, oh, Kyle Ray's racist. He's like, oh, I'm not racist. It's, it's back to go. See, you little fucking loser. I'm not racist. Screw that fucking bird. Oh, sensitivity I just, I was, I was random, I was random issue where it's like, like, wait, so are you the one that went evil or? Yeah. Which we don't all look like Kyle Rayner. Did, did I fight the future version of you in the future with the Legion? Yeah, I kicked his ass. Are, are you the one that destroyed Bogo? Is that you or was that the other guy? <laughs> Shut up, Hal Jordan. I'm not Hal Jordan. Jordan. Come to think of it, didn't, didn't Kyle destroy Mogo in the, you know, the, Annual uh, black, Yeah, he, he fought an evil zombie mogul and he defeated it and blew now it. Now it's like the deal breaker in his friendship evil. with John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Kyle, one of the DC used to do this thing with their annuals where all their annuals would be themed. And so Kyle had one where it was, it was a ghost's theme and Kyle had that Necron was escaping his, his dimension. So he resuscitated all the, uh, resuscitated, resurrected all the, um, Green Lanterns that Hal Jordan had killed and Kyle fights them. And then the way he beats them is they're all on Mogo and he blows Mogo up. Wait, Mogo was killed by Kyle, by Hal Jordan? I guess it was somehow was dead and then resuscitated. I'm not even sure how Mogo came. It's back, you know, it's, I mean, Cal Cal screwed over Mogo dozens of times. Remember when he launched a bunch of aliens on his back? Yeah. Remember when he left an entire techno organic virus on top of him too? That's that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Why does Kyle care about Mogo? <laughs> Cal Cal has screwed Mogo at least two, three well, times the, in the past. Then to be fair, he is the guy that repowered him in the yep. first place. All right, well, moving on. I brought you back into this whole, I can take you out. I'm taking you out. (laughs) (laughs) Should have been me. Should have been me. Anyway, um, we're going to move on to Green Lantern Emerald Warriors number 12. Uh, Another another, uh, Guy Garner-centric issue. And another space bug. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's a standalone issue again. Mainly has nothing to do with the War of the Green Lanterns, except for one small tidbit when the Guardians say, Remember when Mogo died? Yeah, that set loose his entire alien monstrosity. <laughs> I have to say, the, they're like, the one thing we were afraid of when Mogo exploded would be that a piece of him would fly across the universe and, <laughs> and accidentally, <laughs> accidentally free this thing that we knew was over there and never told you guys about this. <laughs> what are the statistical odds that a piece of an exploding planet will travel across the universe and hit a small asteroid? Never tell me the odds. I've like, read it like twice. Never so tell me the Never tell me the odds. I was like, there's no, there's no way I'm understanding this. This is this cannot be the stupidest sentence I've ever read in a comic, but it is. I mean, like, how ridiculously stupid oh, is come it? on, it's, you can... It's so stupid. It'd be one, it'd be one thing if he was in, Mogo. Grand scheme of things, that's... 
Come on. Stupider than Hal Jordan flying t- to the sun um, at the end of the Green Lantern movie. It's stupid. <laughs> it's stupid. It's stupid. They are. How big these sectors are? These sectors are multiple galaxies, which means they're infinitely long. It would take you like thousands of years to fly across one of these sectors. And yet this thing is like apparently going at like, you know, negative speed and hitting this this prison like mogul was like as a last fu i'm going to just throw this at the prison the only way that could have even only way that could have even worked is if is if that if that asteroid happened to be in the same star system as mogo but they just had to have this de- death entity right next to mogo and you know what's really funny too that they say it hit the one thing we hoped it would not it's like everything else it it could have hit it's like people you wish that would happen we just don't the only thing we don't want it to hit is this thing like everything else is fine us everything else is fair you hit us all your landers I don't care the art was cool Chris Batiste had some really cool looking landers was it? no I did not enjoy it I will also disagree no I like that cool no, give me Miguel Sepulveda any day over. Guys, I mean, uh, guys face like weirdly long. I think like at, at points it looked like guy was the guy was worst. Yeah, yeah, he looked. He was an ugly, ugly Can guy. You mentioned that everybody gets freaking killed in this issue. Yeah, it's, it's a genocide. Issue. Issue. Why would anyone go of, anywhere with guy? Kind of a downer. Guy is like kind of a downer. Hey. Not to be like, not to be like redundant from what I said last week, where the whole point of the issue was that guy was rescued by someone he subsequently beat up and then allowed to be murdered. This issue, he's literally making jokes and wasting time while we're show, being shown a montage of other lanterns being murdered. The guardians are like, it's imperative you get there as soon as you can. He's like, cool, I'm gonna have a beer with like seven guys. It's like, dude, literally right next to you as you're making jokes, there are people being eaten and screaming and begging for their lives. Like, I'm I'm disgusted with this character at this point. Like, fuck that gardener. Don't they- forget, don't forget, he murdered all those lanterns. We can we can mention that a uh, guy was practicing his sharpshooting, which uh you know kind of justifies the last one shot where he was you know so pinpoint with his uh. <laughs> I guess, yeah. except that it's not a gun; it's a it's a ring. There, there's a completely yeah. different physics engine to it, and you don't really need to be a sharpshooter with a ring. You could just make a construct, but like hey, whatever. You tell that to art. It seems like Tomasi forgot how the space sectors work. Like they're saying, like, oh, it's coming down in numbers, but in, it should like, everything. It's, 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 it's supposed to be a pie people. chart. It's supposed to be yeah, a pie exactly. Chart. The fastest point between one point and Oa would just be a straight line within the same sector back well, to yeah, Oa. And it's like, and, and logically, though, like he destroys one space station. Like he's heading towards Oa. We can tell because he destroyed this one space station. It's like, what is? Because it's in your general direction. Space is not. Uh, it's three dimensional, man. Like, whatever, whatever. And while, while, I, while I really like these these one shots in Emerald Warriors, I think that's it's, it's like a breath of fresh air. But it, it's kind of like weird. It. Like it's in ending theory. on these in these one shots that don't actually have the Emerald Warriors. We just have Guy Gardner. Yeah. Well, that's Tomasi, cool. right? That's his business. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm not. I'm not knocking. It's just weird. Yeah. Well, you should doing. knock it because you know, this, was, this was kind of oh, a, a little. Cool. It's, I mean, it always kind of was Guy Gardner of the ongoing series, the solo series, and now it's it's not really trying to hide it. Well, it was, it was moving kind of. Uh, I was just gonna say the pacing right. was kind of was kind of quick. Uh, I thought it, it was it moved a little too fast for me. Yeah, and well, it's it's not as dramatic. So and the, the actual solution was stupid. It doesn't really make any. Anyone sense. else? Anyone else notice that all the lanterns he grabbed, except for one, were all bad lanterns that the Guardians wouldn't care if they died. I mean, seriously, they were all like, uh, oh, yeah, these guys are too rowdy. These guys break all the rules. It's like, yeah, they're with me. Then they all die. <laughs> and you guys are like, you know we hate you. And, and then they, the, issue, the issue should have ended with him going back to the Guardians. It's like, mission accomplished. Really a, a bad, bad seed. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, and I guess we got another character, Theodoric, who's basically just like every other big guy Green Lantern. I mean, again, I appreciate brand new Green Lantern characters that stick around. I mean, why not? Because I think we're all supposed to like Green Lantern, right? But like, I mean, how different is he than Kilowog or, or you know Hanu or all Still. that stuff? Well, he has that flowing Still. hair. He doesn't <laughs> have that flowing hair. He is over-designed, so you know that not that many artists are going to want to draw him, or he won't be wearing that costume very much longer. Did we yeah. need the two-page splash page of the giant spider Yeah, I was, I was just thinking that, actually. Yeah. That was kind of cool. Listen, really, man, like, we always need a two-page splash page of a giant space bug. Well, that was, <laughs> you know, alien. It was like with, like, Geiger-esque legs. I was just yeah. like, oh, this are we, are we, is are we sure this, are we, are we, scene away. Yeah. Are, are, are we sure this isn't a death entity? Because that's what it looks like it had been designed for. You know, and also, I mean, they, there's a whole thing where they're saying, like, it's moving either faster than light or subspace traveling or something. And, the re- and it's funny because they have a two-place splash, splash, and then the rest of the panels are so cramped, you can't really tell what's happening. And I guess it's kind of half the point, but they never really go out of their way to, I don't know, it's not very clear what's going on. We know they're just kind of blasting at it, and then they fly yeah. into it. Stuff, so. Yeah, it, it, like, when they were first getting eaten, eaten, rather, I, I had no idea what was happening. I figured they were just, like, pushed out the way. I didn't. I had no idea until they said they were all dead. The great threat of the core, the guy who pushes you out of the way. Yeah, when Donatello died. I was pretty sad when Donatello died. Yeah. For me, that guy. (laughs) You know, and it's also the typical that I love to quote the Guy Gardner's, uh, you know, quote unquote punchy dialogue where every sentence he says is three or four times longer than it needs to be, you know? But, uh,. You know, he's like he's getting attacked, and he's like, oh, whatever. I'm not doing. GLs are getting payback. <laughs> no, 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 no. The longest, the longest one has to be. No, it swallowed him. Wait, then it killed him. How can you be sure? The rings haven't flown off to re- to find replacements. They're probably still alive in the belly of the damn beast. I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah. You don't need to say damn beast like it's like. <laughs> and that's exactly where we're going. What are you talking about? Ringing the dinner bell. I was like, oh, come on, shut up, fight the thing. <laughs> come on, shut up. <laughs> Well, I think before we continue this this bash fest, I, I I do like the fact that they didn't just stop printing Green Lantern and Emerald Warriors and all that. I like the fact that they said, why not take this opportunity to tell a Guy Gardner story? Why not take this opportunity to oh, show... Absolutely applaud it. So yeah, it's cool. Kyle. It's cool, and I wish. I mean, I'm, glad, I'm more excited about the Tony Bedard stuff because he actually he's actually trying to take advantage of the premise of Green Lantern as opposed to what Tomas just having these action adventures and stuff. Which, I mean, it kind of it's interesting because yeah, I think we all appreciate the single issue format and the kind of different, not actually related to these long term stories. But the problem is there's no real weight to the stories because part of the reason why Tomasi kills so many people in this issue and murders the guy in the last issue is probably because he's like, well, nobody really cares what's happening because everything this, knows the guys just going to go yep. out there and win. Um, yep. So they have to add some kind of stakes, and if he kills a billion Green Lanterns and murders some poor defenseless guy who's just trying to help Guy Gardner out, um, that was totally Guy Gardner's fault. Then you know at least like it, the audience goes like, "Oh, that's sad. Oh, that it's a little bit more meaningful, I guess." But it's not. It's just the Green Lanterns that we just met, and three pages later they're dead. It's like, oh, that just proves that any Green Lantern can die, and it doesn't matter. You know? Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah. As long yeah. as you can show that ring zipping off to another planet, it's fine. Yeah. Well, matter. that is their job. Yeah. Why anyone would travel anywhere with Guy Gardner is beyond me. And wait, I I just have one more one more rather random joke that I'd like to point out that I had to read it twice just to make sure I was reading it correctly and I wasn't the first way. When uh, they're about to go into the thing's mouth and he says, get ready for what? 
to tickle this monster's ivories. <laughs> ivories was not what I read the first time through. I was like, how does he know this thing has ovaries? And, and I, why I is read it? Why does he know it has? Oh, whatever. Yeah, it's not anything Guy Gardner says has to be read three or four times. Like, I, I literally <laughs> gloss over half his word balloons because he's like saying some nonsense half the time. You can look at that same page and he's got two more jokes. <laughs> says, Smile, you son of a bitch. Going down. Like, <laughs> really? He's got him. Well, he's got him lined up. The smile, the son of a bitch. I, I kind of got that. But yeah, yeah that's the Jaws thing. But I get it. But it's over. You know, yeah. that's right. Or Jaws getting these things getting. Uh, what are he has like he gives it like four or five different catchphrases as he's trying to kill it. It's like absurd. He should just well, say like Shazam and then just like give it a that. He should be a man of few words. He's a man of way too many every, words. Uh, every every time every time he uh, he changes from you know like in an apartment he changes to the Green Lantern costume. He just goes it's morphin time. Or Captain Planet, I don't know. What, what did they say? References. Oh. Oh, well, let, well, let's move on. We're going to move on to <laughs> okay. DC. There's another one? Yes, DC yeah. Retroactive, Green Lantern, the 70s. Okay, uh, I didn't read this, so how about you give me the creative team? Danny O'Neill and Mike Grill. Right. Mike Grill and Danny O'Neill. You Who and Danny O'Neill? Mark Grill. Mike, oh. Mike Grill. Mike Grill. Oh, so this was good, right? Yeah. Not sure. Yes. Not totally. Maybe like a dog like this. You guys must have had the worst freaking comics ever. Well, um, I it's, will go on a limb and say that there's a lot of really cool parts because Danny Danny O'Neill is cool because his writing style is very like balls and in your face, and that's really cool. Just um, mm-hmm. problem is it's also really balls and in your face. <laughs> like it's got a lot more nonsense than other comics wouldn't normally have. Yeah. But it's it's great that you use that expression considering the cover for this. I showed it to my roommate and he goes, "Wow, he's really airing out his junk there, ain't he?" Yeah, balls and in your face. So, so uh, is it balls just me? Deep. Is it is it just me, or or in the the panel where um. Where Ali's supposed to be trying to save, uh, trying to save Black Canary's life. Doesn't does it not look like he's pulling her closer so that she can block? Does. I thought that's what he was doing. Yeah. He blocked <laughs> arrow with her. Like, wait, it's coming. Wait, ah, uh, ah, uh, not quick enough to kill her. Okay, <laughs> so so what happened in this issue? It was a well, Green Lantern Green Arrow issue. Um, yeah. it was it's basically. Like, I, I guess if you want to describe it, you can. Right, go ahead. You're already halfway there. Uh, it starts out with people shooting arrows at people that are. A guy is shooting arrows at people that are randomly talking to Green Arrow, and he's got to figure out who it is. And a completely unrelated side story, uh, Hal Jordan is interfered with uh, a member of Adam Sir's race to help him out with something in some kind of Russian-looking country. And a bunch of weird stuff happens, and then it's all depressing at the end. So um, There is, a, there is a, a great panel that reminds me enough – I'm sorry to go highbrow. But when he when uh, Hal's reaching out, it's very much like the creation of Adam <laughs> – like, it's like with, with you know, Hal is I'm God, sure which is yeah. reaching out, you know. So basically, know. yeah, I mean, there's a couple of really cool ideas in this, but um, it, it, all I really need to tell you is that it turns out Green Lantern's enemy is a mentally handicapped man who we find out only about three quarters of the way through the issue. He used to train with an archery monastery. So I don't – it didn't make any sense to me when I read it. I can't explain it to you in a way that's going to make any sense. Um, but uh, I guess the Abin Sur subplot was cool, even though it completely you know contradicts everything we know about Abin Sur and his speaking, race. But, speaking um, of uh, speaking of racist human Green Lanterns, no evil shall escape my sight. <laughs> he, he, see, he sees the guy for the first. I was like Abin Sur. Like no racist. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I know, and then he even says, he's like, oh, it's, it, I'm sure it'd be hard for anybody to tell us apart. Don't worry about it. <laughs> like, he's totally like, uh, <laughs> Don't feel bad. Yeah. It's it's not not it's the same to me. 
There's some really cool bits. I like. I like that the. I like the ending of what happens to the alien guy. That he's like, oh, and I, I was immediately killed as soon as I was shot. So I think I'm going to die now and stuff. And they, I guess I like the overarching science fiction idea that we don't ever find out what he was going to tell anybody. Though, you know, I mean, Denny O'Neill again is very good at balls and in your face, but the dialogue <laughs> was a lot too direct. Not a little too direct. A whole too much too direct, you know. I mean, characters were literally just explaining what they meant by things, and at least they meant things. I mean, it's a change of pace to read a comic where people actually are trying to say stuff, but yes. they're not just trying to say it; they're just saying stuff. Like, it's like I'm, I'm again, and something else I need to tell you to just to warn you off of reading this ever is um, the last panel is the madly handicapped person telling Green Arrow that he just wanted to be loved, I mean, and it's played as tears in his eyes, yep. seriously as you possibly could play it. So, what do you do? The end. And the Russians say, like, we just kill. We don't know why. <gasps> wow. <laughs> like, all right, all right. This was written in the 70s. <laughs> Get over yourself. But it's good, actually. I, I mean, Denny O'Neill really surprises me sometimes. I really like, I really like the, uh, the little scene where Hal and Ollie are just, you know, sitting down next to a tree, enjoying, enjoying, enjoying the time. Now, apparently, Hal had one dead alien and another mentally handicapped guy had to be sent off somewhere. Yeah, basically yeah. it's it's a, it's a series of really interesting details that never really coalesced to anything, but some of the details are really interesting. I mean, as much as it's one of the most absurd things I've read in a really long time, I can't discount <laughs> it completely. I think it's pretty entertaining. And the Mike Grell art's pretty good. Nobody really draws like Mike Grell. Nobody really should because I don't think he understands how to lay out a comic book page. But no one, no one does <laughs> draw gone, like him. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he has no interest in telling a story. That's Mike Rouse. Never been his thing, telling the story. He likes to fill up the page. He doesn't like to draw any borders. He doesn't like to have any space. And that's cool. It's just that, you know, I also, it also becomes complete gobbledygook as you're trying to read it, you know. But, yeah. Anyway, I'm uh, sorry. Anybody else like it? Uh, I think, Andrew, you really liked it, didn't you? Yeah, I thought it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing really jumps out at me. It's just a good story. You need more I, I think words. Was, I think, I think the guy gotta take all your words. Peterson Mossy needs to write you. It definitely had a few interesting ideas. I don't think he's. I don't think he was trying to write it like he'd write it. Write it now. I think he's trying to write it like, like as it would have been published back then. Was it? Was, are you sure it's a new story? Are these? No, it, yeah, yeah, it's a new story. The first, it, the first it came, half of the, the book. First, just yeah, and the second half came with the old uh, Arsenal uh, Roy Harper yeah. uh, heroine. <laughs> oh, this was the reprint too. Half and half. They all. They all are. They all come with. Uh, a second story. Answer me that, Mr. Wait, wait, yours came with the with the heroin story. Yeah, yeah. Mine didn't. My, mine came with the uh, with the old black man telling Green Lantern that he's racist. The first. Oh, that one. is awesome. Oh, yeah, awesome. It's possible Denny O'Neill was writing as he was writing in the seventies. It's also everything Denny O'Neill's ever written progressively has been more and more like that. So I don't know. I don't. I mean, the last thing he wrote was really similar to that. So. It's it cool. progressively stayed the same. <laughs> yeah, like, his progression was not. <laughs> yeah. I kind of I, I kind I like of was that coloring as more seventies. Dude, if, if anybody, if DC is listening to this podcast, which I know they are, um, you need to reprint Gordon of Gotham as a collection because that's an awesome miniseries, and um, you need to happen. Also, um, now I don't like this term, but um, Denny O'Neill put the most memorable memorable line I've ever heard Green Arrow say. He was in an issue where him and um, I think Batman were fighting Poison Ivy, and Poison Ivy explains that she's going to poison the water supply, and he looks straight at her and says, "You're the nastiest bitch I've ever met." And then he, he says a completely <laughs> non sequitur in the middle of a conversation, and I'm like, I can't believe Green Arrow said that to anybody, but. Well, that would be a pretty nasty thing to do, poisoning a water supply. They've poisoned the water hole. Somebody's poisoned the water hole. But there's a snake in my it? boot. Uh, Is that a euphem- euphemism? A euphemism. Well, I just figured, you know, we started out the show talking about uh, Toy Story, so we could come full circle now. Good. 
Yeah, yeah, can we finally talk about the Captain America movie now, please? <laughs> yeah, let's finally talk about something that's been awesome and on everybody's mind. Is anybody going to watch? Anyone going to talk about Flashpoint? Hal Jordan? How about? I oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> I have it, but I haven't read it. Let me let me let me easy let me easy list off what happens. Obama Obama's in it. Obama is in it. Obama. Uh, Obama. Obama's in the last one. Yeah, this is last. How is how is a bad enough dude to save the president? Okay, well now I just want to know what happened. Okay, easily easily. Can you even explain what happened? Because I don't think anybody can. It's it's the only thing that happens in the story is how Jordan Primo's going like, hey, um, I'm flying a plane. Uh, An alien (laughs) texts me. Uh, Amy leaves. Uh, flying a plane. Um, oh, fucking invisible jets. Um, fights, fights. Giant monster, drag, two headed dragon, kills it. Uh, Obama says, we need Hal Jordan. And he's, he's, uh, the last, very last bit, uh, Hal Jordan's gonna die in the next issue by throwing a nuke on something. I'm That's assuming about- he's nuking, uh, the mascara. Yeah. yeah. Well, Themyscira is already gone. Or You're am talking- I wrong with that? Well, there's a new Themyscira at uh, yeah. Britain. Yeah. So he's yeah. going to bomb Britain with a Green Arrow-sanctioned nuclear missile. Which is awesome in theory. Which is uh, not awesome in theory. I think that's pretty cool. I mean, for in this theory, universe, I think that's a pretty decent way of combining all these stories. You've got Green Arrow, you've got... The Wonder Woman, Aquaman background, and then you got Hal Jordan, who's being forced to drop a bomb on people. Not forced. He volunteered. Okay, well, for your country. <laughs> Obama said so. Obama do, said do with your country. Forced. What would you do for your country? What is also, also, also because Captain Steve Trevor is already dead, so the only person. Yeah, that yeah, that, that's a running theme this week. Is that Steve Trevor is definitely dead. So I expect to see him popping up. I haven't read I Lois yet, more. though. Oh. I have already. The, the Lois, the Grifter story? It's yeah. weird. You guys are reading Flashpoint. That's just really strange to me. I mean, I'm like I'm like the Kuhan for Brightest Day for Flashpoint. <laughs> you dropped that piece after. I mean, I'm reading the main miniseries, and I'll probably end up reading all the collected issues. When, yeah, no, that's when it. I'm reading the main miniseries and the, uh, the Green Lantern stuff. That's it. Like, I don't... I'm just reading the Green Lantern stuff. Yeah, I, had, I, I had all the stuff. Lantern like, stuff. I had all the stuff in my poll, and, like, and like, I realized that I was dropping every single one. Like, every time, I was just putting it back on the shelves. So the, my LCS guy's like, he's like, do you want to just... Pick two or two like two or three things, and so I don't have to pull all these for you. I'm like, yeah, let's let me just do the Green Lantern stuff. Right, right, right. The, the only real thing about Flash, the only real thing about Flash, but again, is that it's just it's just a giant. What if this happened, or what if you know? It's just, it's that's all it is. It's, oh, it matters you, so little. You, at this you point. skimmed yeah. over the 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 Green Air, Green Lantern thing. I don't think it I matter to DC. What, so, what happened with, with Alban Sur in this issue? Oh, he just flew next to Hal Jordan and go like, yo, man, you're very brave. And Hal Jordan's like, yeah. <laughs> you're very brave. You're very brave. People say that's stupidity. He goes like, no, it's very brave. Well, stay fearless, my friend. And it flies up. <laughs> literally, that's what he says. That's he literally so tells him. So iconic. Because <laughs> all we know about uh, Alban Sur is he's always talking about being fearless and protecting life. Well, that was probably a big step for him. I mean, we just found out he's racist, so. <laughs> there was there was a nice part where Hal actually asked him, why are you protecting all these, you know, people that you don't even, that you don't even know? He's like, Earth, Earth, even though it's a young race, I see so much potential in you. Well, bye. And it flies away. Yes, yes. Not, not three days ago, he was like, Earth, why would I go there? Why would I care about them? No, no, that was actually the prequel issue. And, uh... Well, so, so Abinster is about to, about to die in, uh. 
in Avancer. Or did he already die in Avancer? No, he was in And as we all know, um, you know, uh, what's his race called again? Ungaran. Ungaran. Yeah. They're practically immortal. Yeah, they're practically immortal. You blow up their heads and they'll still come back. Yeah, I know. Oh, that's true. Yeah. You just gotta cut. You just gotta cut them in half sideways. The only thing you can't they can't survive is the, <laughs> the aurora borealis and a crash. Yeah, <laughs> plane crash. Yeah, there can't be only one. I guess you only have to do is you have to cut them vertically or, or smash them horizontally. Like I think a, a good shock probably killed them, but um, other than that, <laughs> that blowing up their heads, no. Anyway, so, so he's probably going to die next issue. I, I still think he's going to die next issue, and Hal Jordan's going to get the ring. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen gonna at all. He's more no, like it's it's the end, end of Flash. The whole thing is Jeff wanting to show how heroic Hal is without the ring to show why he would be good with the ring in the real universe. Oh, whatever, it's crap. I freaking love that shark monster so much. I have no idea who he is. He came back? Is it Wait, the second? Oh, he's in the first issue? He's in the, the first second. issue. I've been holding on to this because I dropped, but I <laughs> hey, love shark. that shark, shark monster is my favorite. so much. The shark is I mean, my favorite Green Lantern villain because like, he is a man that is a shark that can do anything with without. That is his power. He's not psychic. He doesn't have telekinesis. He can't mind control you. He can do anything with the fabric of reality that he wants, and he's also a shark man. That's probably the best thing That's, anyone's ever told you. It's, it's so cool, and I mean, I just love the idea that they're traveling, you know, faster. They're in jets, so they're clearly traveling <laughs> like, faster than the speed of sound, and he's just holding on to the cockpit, having a conversation, <laughs> and then he bites through the... I'm like, this shark guy is the coolest thing I think I've read in a while. A and, and his reaction, what the hell... Pretty appropriate. <laughs> what the hell, shark guy? Knobs. <laughs> one of the one of the messed up things I forgot to mention about this uh, the second issue of Hal Jordan would have to be that it starts off again repeating the fact that his that his father died. Yeah. Well, that's the you most need important. to know. You need to know. <laughs> you need to know the most important character thing in freaking Hal Jordan's existence is the fact that his father was a pilot. And died. Well, it, it has been four weeks since we told you. <laughs> yeah, you might have forgotten. You might have forgotten. Just because how Jordan's father flied up into the air, flew into the air, crashed, died in front of his face. All they need is a new title page. Just open up. It should be called Hal Jordan. My father is dead. My father flew and died. And I'm a pilot. Now. There's memoirs. Hal Jordan, my father died. <laughs> Flying tales from watching my father die. Not like, not like uh, the most culturally accepted uh, Hal Jordan father moment that me and Andrew know. He was a drunk who used to yell at him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> what comic was that from? That was a uh, that uh, was actually in Elseworlds, but it was. I think I had the whole forum going for a while. Uh, my dad used to yell at me and used to you know throw <laughs> bottles at my face. Yeah. He was a good man. <laughs> he was a good man. So that is at the he show. Missed on purpose. <laughs> yeah, we should wrap this up. Frankly. All right. So everyone, everyone who's been uh, listening in onto our conversation, I'm glad you stuck by us. Uh, hopefully, you'll come back next next time and hear some more talk about more of your favorite Green Lanterns and uh, more news to come uh, as to uh, we slowly approach the. Endgame for DC into its new fangled, new DC's new, 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 new DC universe. And uh, stay tuned for our greatest hero, Sinestro, as he takes the reign of Green Lantern franchise. And uh, don't you worry, we don't have any female writers here either. <laughs> I'm actually being played by uh, two uh, eight-year-old boys. Yeah. <laughs>
hey, hey, if you can find it, you tell us. Tell us what you want us to do. Yeah. If you want to, if you want females, tell us who we should hire. Tell us. Tell no, us now. There, tell, come right, on. Tell right, us. now. Right, right now. Right now. Tell us. There. Tell us now. Well, should we, should we hire any females? Should we just hire one voiced by Steve Urkel? We should fire Mew. What? Did you say that? What? Or did I? We should fire oh. Carlton. Yeah. <laughs> Be sure to check us out at www.thegreenlanterncore.com. You can also email us at contact at thegreenlanterncore.com. You can follow us on Twitter at the GL Core. And be sure to check out our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash glspotlight. You can reach our voicemail line at 313-GL1-2814. That's 313-451-2814. Thanks for listening and check us out next time. And please stop masturbating when I'm talking to you. Don't forget to check out Kirby Crackle, the performance of our opening theme, Ring Capacity, at kirbycracklemusic.com. Also check out the Roy Clark Method, the performance of our ending theme, Sector 2814, at freeweb.com slash Method. magic ring it is the color green it can do anything sometimes it speaks to me it says how what do you